Welcome back to New Rockstars. WandaVision's finale is imminent with a staggering number of questions left to be answered. Wanda is facing the witchcraft of Agatha and maybe an opportunity to escape into a multiverse, but Monica Rambeau could be our hero. New Jersey's radiation levels are, well, maybe the same as they were before, but how will this end? I'm Eric Voss. This is Rogue Theory. With me today is an amazing panel, uh, including editor and chief of Geeks of Color, Dorian Parks. Thanks for having me back, guys. Excited to be here again. <laughs> Excited to have you back. This is going to be great. Uh, also, coming back to New Rockstars, a friend of the show, comedian Danielle Spiso. Hi, guys. Not dressed up as Wednesday Adams. Maybe <laughs> next time. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that that was cut. back when That's we had a, a studio. For a long time <laughs> yeah. viewers. Yeah. Remember the, the old days, the good times? Well, no, the good times are happening right here, right now, because we got Marvel stuff to talk about. Oh, and who can forget, off-screen producer Zach Huddleston's here. Hey, happy to be on screen again. I am dressed as Wednesday Adams this time, so that's Costume? Fun. We're lose a couple points on the costume. It's more of a mindset than a than Yeah, a it's an interpretive <laughs> yeah, one. Sure. All right, so as we turn toward the, we assume a final battle of WandaVision here, the options are really narrowing for how this series will conclude. Like, how will it set up the next Marvel titles? How will it rewrite the rules of the MCU? Let's do this together, guys. Let's set some predictions for this WandaVision finale episode. So uh, I want to hear all you guys' thoughts on this. First, let's talk about this dawn of the multiverse that we might be facing do we think that we will see wanda actually create the mcu multiverse and have we already seen that process and its process already started i think so i mean she's losing it and i don't <laughs> think she really has control over like that exactly what she's doing and i could see her just like I'm going to say it, maybe the vision dies and that just snaps her little crazy brain. And there, there we go. There goes the nexus. And it's just like looping all over the place. Maybe, maybe Agatha Harkness is trying to keep that all intact. Maybe she's not a bad guy after all, guys. Oh, that's Ooh. a hot take. Agatha, not the villain. Whoa. She's the one trying to keep Wanda, the villain, from blowing everything up. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I personally think I, I, I would like to see like the, the hex or whatever just keep continually to expand and expand and expand. And maybe mm -hmm. it just takes over the whole world. And that's kind of how we get like the, the house of him. Cause it, she was already kind of like it, it, anybody that enters gets their, their cells rewritten, rewritten. So maybe mm -hmm. the, the hex just keeps expanding. Like, like Daniel mm -hmm. said, like maybe she snaps that causes her to just fully just break out the, the full expansion across the whole globe. And that's why we have Dr. Strange in the mix. And then he's like, Hey girl, Wanda, what are you doing? Like what's, what's going on right now? So <laughs> that's kind of how I think this is leaning towards like just a, a major hex expansion. And one of my friends said like, Instead of calling them the X-Men, we just start to call them the Hex-Man. Whoa! I love that. I love Hex-Men. Oh, how, how have I not that's thought of that? Great. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Dorian, that's a, that's a really good idea because, like, uh, why did the Hex stop at its expansion point that it did? You know, it's that farm was, like, whatever, eight miles outside Westview. Like, 
what did uh, did Wanda just get tired? Or she's like, mm, that's good. We got the sword camp in there. We got vision. I mean, back it looks like a lot of work to expand the heck. So, girls got to take a break, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like, if uh, if she wanted to, it seemed like the implication of that episode six final scene was that it could just keep going. Like, it could go. It could co- coat the entire world. Uh, it didn't really seem to go as far to uh, see a curvature on the world. That is, if you subscribe to the theory that the world is actually round. But uh, it seemed like it could just keep okay. going out and out and okay. out and coat the entire you know the thing is people don't know i'm joking so i gotta be clear that that was a joke i really some of our subscribers are of the conspiracy persuasion um the world is not flat uh but in the mcu it might be i don't know maybe it's a hexagon shape it could be hex shaped you're right danny um zach what do you think the multiverse uh Dawn could look like in this show. I, I do think, here's what I think. I think you, you mentioned a post-credit scene. I think we mm-hmm. haven't seen a multiverse yet, right? We thought we had, we got teased with multiverse when when uh, Evan Peters showed up, but mm-hmm. um, turned out that that's probably not Fox Quicksilver showing up. It was maybe just a quirk of casting. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. I think we get maybe in the post-credit scene, I, I think Wanda is going to want to escape this earth. And mm-hmm. so somehow then, maybe as a result of the final battle, somehow, you know, a little hole opens up that she jumps through and that's like her escaping into the multiverse. And we only get a tiny glimpse of it and then it gets fully explored in Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. I feel like we know that um, Scarlet Witch is going to show up in Doctor Strange 2, but they're not going to want these to feel like nine episodes and then a movie that are all one continuous story. I feel like the multiverse story is going to be told in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. We'll just be kind of teased, just tiny hint at it at the end of this to keep up, keep us intrigued until that film comes out. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, I think Zach and Dorian, you guys are are right there about like it's it's a setting up a real conflict, a multiverse conflict in Doctor Strange. I think that much is clear. And I think the House of M elements of the story is really going to be more uh, adapted in in this Doctor Strange movie. Um, but I think in the meantime, we are seeing this kind of origin story for Monica Rambeau. And there's still so... We just released a video uh, on this yesterday. But, like, the idea is, like, it seems like Monica Rambeau has some ties with Swords, some ties with Carol Danvers, that she might have already been superpowered before she passed through these walls a few times, and that's why she has these photon abilities now. But, like, uh, so what do you think is being set up with... Uh, with Photon with Monica Rambeau, if Photon is going to be her her name. Dude, I'm, I mean, is there? Oh, sorry, Dan. I don't mean to cut you, you go off. ahead. Oh no, I'm no, just you, you I'm, I'm just so excited because we talked about this off camera, but when they started this series, like with her introduction, I was like, all right, are they going to actually give her her powers? Are they going to actually like dive into her backstory? Yeah. I thought like she was just going to be a side character, not such a central focus to the storyline. So I'm like, damn, they're really setting up this hero. So I was I was visually blown away when she like passed through and actually like became and, and got those powers but now i'm thinking like does she go by the moniker of photon because that's her mom or will she like will they change it up and do like call her spectrum but i mm. definitely think they're setting her up to to be a hero and maybe it's her and scarlet versus agatha in the finale because when we see when you see that like post credit scene of her eyes glowing at first i thought it was uh i thought it was agatha controlling her but after i like if you take a look like a pause it you can see her eyes are starting to glow like before uh, Quicksilver Pietro even shows up. So I think that was just her re- her powers reacting to what was going on and not mm-hmm. necessarily her being controlled. So I'm like, 
maybe she can take whatever those blasts are being dealt to her, like the mind control, when she will be able to like really snap Wanda out of it and, and be like, hey, Wanda, let's go ahead and, and fight this Agatha and beat her up and like take her down mm-hmm. because she's about to destroy the world or something. But I definitely think that they're setting her up to be one of the people to kind of help Wanda find her way back to the light and not like, you know, go, go completely evil. I feel like the scrolls could really come into play. I know that's mm-hmm. kind of like a theory that people are throwing around that mm-hmm. Major Goodner is actually a scroll. Uh-huh. And maybe they, I mean, they're super, super loyal to Monica and her mom and maybe they, and they are, there is a show coming out about the scrolls. Yeah, Secret Invasion. they're trying to like, Tease that and tie that all in. You know how much they love their connections. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting point because think about it. It seems like this show could potentially set up like eight or nine different upcoming Marvel things. Like we have Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Wanda's coming back in that, right? But then we also have Captain Marvel 2. Uh, Monica Rambeau is coming back in that. Uh, We have Secret Invasion. So all the scroll stuff seems like it could be setting up that. We have potentially Fantastic Four and X-Men that are being set up in this show. It's Is it Listen, possible? All I yeah. care about is a Darcy and Agent Wu spin-off. Like, yeah, if, right? If that, yeah. that is not yeah. worth from this series, and they are doing something wrong right now. Yes. Like, that's yes. the one I'm focusing on. Can we get like a... A, a Westview CSI with just Darcy and Jimmy, and Jimmy Wood. Or they become roommates and it's just a fun sitcom <laughs> comedy where they're roommates. That's, that's all I need, just watching TV shows and Darcy has to kind of explain to Jimmy and he's like, can we just put on NCIS? I really like those guys. <laughs> no, I think like the fact that we have all these things that are being set up, it's there's got to be some kind of multiverse angle. Like uh, imagine some kind of like huge big grid of spectrums and each one has like a different one of these new shows that's being set up. Because while I can see how Multiverse of Madness is being set up, or even Loki's being set up, because those both seem kind of like bonkers, Douglas Adamsy and weird things. Like, what does this say for the Falcon Winter Soldier, or for Miss Marvel, or for Shang-Chi, or Eternals? And the only way those kind of make sense in a multiverse is if they just are in their own self-contained genres, undisturbed by other weird things coming from other dimensions, and... Shang-Chi's just like, hey, I'm in a world where there's a fighting tournament, I'm locked in a battle with this guy called the Mandarin, and I, you know, I, that's just, it's its own genre, and that's how Kevin Feige might be trying to justify it, of like, the reason we haven't seen this fighting tournament world yet is because it's within another genre dimension that Wanda's about to create. If that gives us an excuse to introduce Ancient Shield and make them actually canon yeah. in the shows, then I would be more than fine with them doing <laughs> yeah. that. They have been doing my show dirty, acting like it, it doesn't exist outside <laughs> yeah. of its own series. So if that's, if that's like an excuse that they can kind of have like Daisy Johnson and them like kind uh-huh. of be sword agent or something, I'm all for it, man. It's, Dorian, let's talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a second, because we keep getting these little references in WandaVision that gotta be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. references. Hydra Soap, right? That is totally to. Coulson talking about the Hydra Soap mind control and the framework, the the hula dancer uh, dashboard ornament. Like, why would they be yeah. making these little references to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then not fold it into the multiverse, right? Or they're just trying to appease Dorian and the likes. <laughs> I mean, maybe, like, like they, knew, they knew I was gonna be watching it. They're like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s number one fan. But, you know, and I think it they reported or something that, because in the season finale, series, finale of agents of shield like daisy and the crew are up in space and they mm-hmm. wanted to use sword but you know because wandavision was using sword they couldn't use the actual oh. name so uh-huh. i don't know maybe like they are trying to slowly loosely tie those connections because 
imagine it like Agent Wu and Agent Coulson bantering together. Like It'd that be would great. be the ultimate team up, man. So I, know, I so hope great. maybe the the multiverse can be the the, the key <laughs> that really connects Agent Shield and the Runaways to the the MCU as a whole. Because I'm sure we're talking about it, but like the Dark Hold, I think that is the Dark Hold has been mentioned a couple times on these other shows. So I would love for some internet connectivity with the Swan Division. Yeah, what's hard is that, like, as of right now, when, we, when we're when we taping this show, it seems like the Evan Peters-Pietro isn't maybe necessarily a link, like a, or at least a hard link, that, that however Pietro got into this will be the same way Deadpool will get into this necessarily. But, like, I do want the implication of this finale to be that all these different things we've seen could be kind of loosely connected or folded in in different ways. Like if it's just like the promise of it, the implication of it, I don't need answers right now. You know, we can make these stupid videos on new rock stars that kind of guess at answers for the next couple months, but just like give us a promise of something, you know, they will never make promises. It makes sense too, because it takes place after, or it takes place before far from home. And you know, right. like they didn't pull that multiverse reference out of nowhere. So I mm-hmm. feel like whatever, the season finale, whatever ends in WandaVision will definitely have a multiverse implications because they wouldn't have mentioned that at all in in, Spar- in Spider-Man. Like, they, I don't know right. where he would have pulled that from. So who knows? I, I like that idea. And, and that's a great, like, reference to bring up Far From Home. Though I will say, like, the thing I keep thinking about with this show and, like, how big of an impact it's going to have on the greater MCU, it's like, this show's literally taking place inside a bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, a literal bubble Mm. and i think they're doing that for a reason right this is like a this whole show is a bottle episode right and i think like yeah we get like this character from ant-man and we get this character from the thor movies and and we get these characters that are going to go on to do stuff but i i really think it's a self-contained show and like Mm. whatever the end result of this is not going to have as like broad a sweeping impact and like they won't be able to tie everything into this show but that's just my thought. Well, the nice thing about the multiverse is they can literally justify anything because of it. And, you know, ultimately <laughs> they want to make money. So whatever is going to make them the most amount of money, I think they'll figure out how to justify creating all sorts of shows and movies. Yeah. Um, let's make some uh, some final bets here with like uh, survival bets. You know, do we think Vision, Billy, Tommy, do we think any of them might survive this show? I don't. I don't think the, the 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 versions of Billy and Tom we see now. I don't think those kids are making it out of the show. We might. We maybe. We might see like an older version, like the them Speed and Wicked, like coming to their full moniker, like fully teenagers down the line. But I think we will not see those kids walking out of this show. And I don't think we'll see Vision walking out of the show either. Uh, that hurts me to say that, but my boy, I don't. I don't think my boy's making it out. Like, he was built he, to he, die he, over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. I said that I thought Agatha wasn't the true villain of the show, but I do think she may have eaten the twins already. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, but that's not bad. That's not a deal breaker for you. Yeah. Right. No. Jenny, come <laughs> still on. Still a good guy. <laughs> Are they even really kids? Let's be real right. here. Yeah, they're probably like magic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think I think she whipped those kids up into a twin meat pie and snacked on them <laughs> before. I've been mar- I've been working. Right. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> she, she wrote that last week. Um, uh, yeah, I I I totally agree, and I I like what Dorian said that like yeah, those two kids are not going to be Wicked and Speed, but it does feel like we are going to get Wicked and Speed. Maybe is it like in the next episode, like they they walk outside the bubble or Wanda snaps her fingers or something like that, and all of a sudden it's like. 
two actors from Riverdale or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, that's who they want to keep being big characters in the MCU, you know? And I also agree that like, yeah, Vision's done, right? Like that feels like he's a, he's a phase three character. We said goodbye to a lot of those characters, right? It's time to move on to phase four. We need these young new characters like Monica and Wiccan and Speed and all this kind of stuff. So like he's kind of helping with that transition, but he's probably done. Mm -hmm. And Disney was probably like, you know, after starting to film this, they were like, you know, it's too much of a hassle to keep keeping up with kids. Like, you know, there's a lot of rules. So they they probably realized they were like, we are not going to try to make a whole, we're not trying to make them, these kids the younger Avengers. Let's just age them. Let's just, maybe a couple of years they'll they'll recast them. But they were like, nah, let's. Let's yeah. end this here. Let's 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 stop it now. Yeah, they need to get those cute teens in there for all the you know, teeny boppers. <laughs> teeny boppers? <laughs> you workshop twins meet. <laughs> no, that one still working no, on. No, no. I but I think we're we're all on the same page that in order to set up Wanda to kind of blow up the multiverse, she has to like have these loved ones torn away from her and tommy and billy i love these kids playing the parts i think they're really good but uh i think like while they hopefully these actors will continue to get work as a result of the show and maybe in the mcu going forward i think like uh the multiverse of madness is gonna be wanda desperately jumping from multiverse to multiverse trying to find this that what she had in wandavision and she's not gonna be successful it's just gonna be Mm -hmm. each one's gonna be slightly it's gonna be like homer with the uh the toaster every little future that she goes to visit it's just gonna be off in some weird way she's like not this one um and, and that's gonna have like weird you know cataclysmic side effects that dr Strange is gonna be like Ugh, all right someone needs to stop this um but poor vision i hope i mean this has been my favorite vision story i hope paul bettany can continue to play some version of this character even if it's just like a rebooted jarvis by the end of this you know i'd love to see him come back as jarvis yeah. maybe they'll do a season two and just do like maybe one just like they somehow the bubble is still remaining and she says like although i can't stay inside this bubble because i have like real grown-up stuff to do in the real world she's like i'll i'll keep this bubble alive for vision so for the sake of it and then she's she realizes like i have to move on from vision and then she creates his he has his own little family and then we have like vision family and then he can just yeah live happily ever oh, after cool and that's season two yeah, yeah. i don't know I'm, season I'm, two. I'm trying to be optimistic but no. I, I i truly think he's not making that out of yeah. this, this series yeah. yeah that's an interesting question uh i think was loki announced to get a second season but are these other shows are we going to get season twos of these shows or is it going to be like you know, the way comics are adapted, you get a run of a storyline and then that storyline flows into another storyline, flows into another storyline. What do you guys think? Could we get a true season two of WandaVision? I don't know, but I, I, I personally think they like they, they see the hit. Like this is the number one TV show out in the world right yeah. now. Like why wouldn't you come back and, and try to do a season two of it? Like like you said, there's different comic book adaptations. Like mm-hmm. give us a WandaVision season two where she's just all happy all the time. I don't know. Yeah. I do like that idea of like, you could have a second season, but treat it like a comic book run, but as a different title, maybe some mm. of the same characters, but it's a totally different kind of story, right? And you're not like stuck needing to repeat the same story you've already told and you have the freedom to totally go somewhere else. And it's all Wanda in space where it's, yeah, just like it's, the it's ghost of Vision. Vision's Wanda. And then this time it's her, it's his, <laughs> yeah. it's his story of her, his own Wanda, how he Vision's Wanda, like it's a robot Wanda. I don't know, bro. I love that. Put me in the writer's room though. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see a true season two, but I, I definitely see them spinning off everything they're setting up and allowing there to be another show that takes all of this into consideration in this 
universe. So uh, I want to end by just asking you guys, do we think there's going to be some kind of post credit stinger to this series? And will it introduce us to this uh, cameo that uh, Paul Bettany keeps teasing? I really think it's going to be Benedict Cumberbatch peeking in at the end, a little post credit scene to just really set up the splitting or the opening of the multiverse and kind of uh-huh. setting up Doctor Strange 2. Um, if they can't afford it, I don't know. Probably <laughs> pretty pricey. got that Disney money. They yeah. can afford them. <laughs> think maybe, so my money's on, like Daniel said, probably Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange making an appearance, but also somebody in my mind, like, because Paul Benny said it's somebody he's always wanted to work with. Like, no disrespect to, uh, no disrespect to Benedict Cumberbatch, but, you know, he's out, compared to, like, uh ian mcgregor or 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 um patrick stewart he's he's no he's young like he still has a career he has to build up to so paul bendy is like his peer compared to somebody of that caliber so i feel like it has to be somebody like a a professor x maybe the post credit scene you see you see professor x rolling up to the the hex or something or he's like uh-huh. what the hell is this like because i feel like they've already hinted at the like you 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 see billy he already says like he has those telepathic issues where he can hear everybody and he's he hears a lot of noise and he says like it's quiet now and so i feel like they're mm-hmm. hinting at the telepathy is a big thing so who who's like the the main telepathy person telepathy or what's the word i'm trying to <laughs> tele- telepathic, telepathic. <laughs> my dumbass the main telepathic person you know you know patrick stewart you know professor x yeah. or gene gray but my money's on professor x showing up or magneto somebody mm-hmm. oh it has to be an actor that's like relatively old for paul bettany to be like i've always wanted to work with them in my yeah in my, in so my opinion. true I think you're right, Dorian. It's someone who he regards with respect. And uh, he might respect Benedict Cumberbatch. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch might totally cameo in this. But I don't think that is the cameo. He might be a cameo. Right. Uh, And I I did make a video about this. And someone's like, well, you know, Paul Bettany and Benedict Cumberbatch were in uh, that that Darwin movie together. They were in a movie together before. So he so wouldn't be I, that excited to work. He, well, he would be uh, excited to have him on. He might be a cameo, just not the cameo. So that's why I think, yeah, Dorian, I think you're right on that. Zach, what do you think? Okay, so I, I have, t- I, I see both. The, I like both your ideas. I raise you one. I got two cameos, okay? The first one is, ma- is maybe not the Luke Skywalker level one, but I think it could be a fun MCU cameo. Chiwetel Ojiofor. I always mispronounce his name, but Baron Mordo, right? Like, we know uh, he's connected to Doctor Strange. He's hunting down all the people with magic, right? There's too many damn wizards in this world or whatever his great line was. In the <laughs> what he said. There's too many damn wizards in this world. <laughs> um, so like, I wouldn't doubt, because like, that's a kind of, A, great actor. Uh, Paul Bettany has never been in a movie with him before, even though they're t- both about the same age. They're both English actors. Um, I think that could be a fun, like, Talk about fireworks, like if they're like fighting each other with crazy magic and lasers and stuff like that. But I think maybe the Luke Skywalker level actor, I do think it could be whoever's playing Mephisto. And here's my pitch. Now, this is this is this is rogue. Okay. I think coming out of retirement, a an 80 plus year old Gene Hackman as Mephisto. Okay. <laughs> he completes the circle. Gene He's in Hackman. both a Superman movie as Lex Luthor in like 1978. That's not a circle co- though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, of course. That's a, kind of wiggle line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do those like blurring effects on his face. They de-age so he looks him. looks younger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe because it's, it's, they, they introduced like a little circus scene last time. Maybe it's, you see Hugh Jackman, they do a little cameo of him in, in a tent. Like it's mm. his, his role as P.T. Barnum or whatever, but oh. it's also like hinting at him. Oh. 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 
they are fighting, but then it ends in a musical number, and that's how they all get along Whoa. at the end. Listen, this show has been doing some crazy stuff. You never hey, know. it's Disney now, so you never know with Disney. They love a musical. Oh, my God. Um, well, I have some points to award for this round because this is still Rogue Theory and I'm still a nerd who calculates algorithmic points <laughs> that I award to people based on how much I like what they just said. Uh, so, Zach, for your take that uh, this could all be a literal bottle episode, I love that idea. So you get one uh, sparkle buck there. Um, Danielle, you pitched this idea of Agatha maybe not being such a bad guy also you said twins meat pie so for that i award you two points <laughs> two points to danielle door um and then uh dorian you were all over the place with some great hot takes here uh between hexman uh bringing in agents of shield into this uh season two being called visions wanda oh i want to see that listen man so, I, if they don't bring me in the writer's room for season two i'm suing disney i don't have man. the lawyers but i'm suing them. yeah <laughs> Uh, hire this man, uh, and I'm gonna award you three points. Whoa. But it's still anyone's game because we got more to talk about with uh, what the hell is Pietro then? Uh, so, a quick word, real quick, from the folks who help bring Rogue Theory to you every week. First, we want to thank our friends at Bespoke Post for sponsoring this episode. So the curators at Bespoke Post have an all-new lineup of essential box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. I love some of the clothing and travel gear I've gotten from uh, Bespoke Post. I use this stuff all the time, whether it's pieces to level up your indoor hosting skills or cozy threads or cold days. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to cooking tools, outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. The current alchemy or parlor boxes look like some great ways to spruce up your home bar setup. So to get started with this, just take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but is over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code ROGUE for 20% off your first box. We also want to thank our friends at Honey for sponsoring this episode. So we all shop online, and we've all had that kind of promo code field taunt us at checkout. Like, oh, you don't know. You don't know the password. Ha, you're screwed. Well, I know I am leaving money on the table. It drives me nuts. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. See, Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes, and it applies the best one it finds to your cart at over 30,000 different stores online. When you check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons, and you wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons all over the internet, and if they find one, you will watch your prices drop. I saved 10 bucks on some headphones that I bought for Christmas gifts last year. It was great. Honey has found its over 17 million members over two 
billion dollars in savings. It took less than a minute and was incredibly easy every time I've used this. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's it's literally free and it installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash rogue theory. That's joinhoney.com slash rogue theory. And New Rockstars is excited to be partnering with the app Stereo on three weekly live shows. All three shows are live on the Stereo app. You can download it for free at Stereo.com slash New Rockstars. Uh, it's awesome. It's like a, a live, uh, in-real-time podcast. So you can submit your voicemails, your comments, your theories, your questions, and we'll answer and respond in real time. So these three shows on Mondays, we got our editors dissecting some of their favorite moments from the past week of videos. Wednesdays, it's me and Philip. Yesterday, it was me and Zach as we go through the week in entertainment news. And on Fridays, Jessica Clemens and I do a live taping of Inside Marvel, our Wanda vision after show that you can hear hours before it drops on youtube uh and then after the show jessica and i stick around we do a q a with everybody and then we put that up on youtube on sunday so if you want to be featured on that show you got to jump on stereo it's a great opportunity to get the whole world to listen to your theories so access these live shows share your questions and theories interact with us in real time by downloading this free stereo app at stereo.com new rockstars that's stereo.com new rockstars uh and i want all of you to stick around just a little later to hear because I, I got to tell you about uh, Philip. He had an interesting experience with Blue Chew. Um, uh, it chokes me up. Okay, but first, <laughs> speaking of strange masses of flesh we didn't see coming. Mm, okay, we got confirmation in episode seven that Agatha is actually, I guess, somehow puppeting Evan Peters, his version of Pietro, in order to manipulate Wanda. And for many of us, it makes it at least look a lot less like the Fox X-Men Quicksilver is showing up here, because he seems like just a pawn of Agatha's machinations, and she's someone who breaks the fourth wall, and it kind of seems like, oh, she's just breaking the fourth wall to kind of mess with us to do this recast. So we're, we're less sure than ever what the hell Evan Peters his character is the theory i pitched in the breakdown is that he might actually be senior scratchy the rabbit aka agatha's son nicholas scratch uh, shapeshifted into a person what do you guys think of that theory what is pietro i like that theory but also i'm seven weeks in now i've been like i'm i have to i've already said like mefesto's in this and at this point like i have to die on this hill regardless of if he's in it or not so like it's mefesto that's all i gotta say like it, 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 we're gonna turn around in episode nine there's no mention of mefesto and people still ask me i'm gonna be like yeah mefesto was in it at this like i i i am fully committed to it being mefesto and it's just like you know that he's using like he's you uh agatha is using him as a that body as a conduit to bring mefesto into this plane of existence because mm -hmm. i feel like you know like the snap after the snap calls like you know you have half of the universe going to this non-existent plane or this other wherever they were at i feel like they were where mefesto was at and he was drawing power from all of them and so when the snap came back he all he lost all his power and he was like where did all those people go so then he's going on mm -hmm. this digging research and he finds out like oh they're back on Earth, and now he's working with Agatha to find out how to get to this existence so he can draw more power. That's what I'm thinking, and I'm hoping so, and I hope it's a good theory because, you know, like like I said again, it, he has to be in this at this point. I've said it too many times, so I'm I'm, a, I'm a, like how Scarlet Witch can manifest, like she can manifest kids, I'm manifest Mephesto being in this series. Well, Mephesto. just like your... Yeah, manifest Mephesto. Mephesto something else. That's a whole other word already. Woo! Uh, well, just like you're going to die on the Mephisto Hill, I'm going to die on the 
maybe Agatha's not so bad, Hill. Because maybe Agatha has created, because, you know, Wanda doesn't know how this started, where this happened. Maybe uh-huh. Agatha is a part of creating this bubble so that Wanda can feel her feelings and go through the grief. And part of that is her getting over her brother's death, which she's clearly mm-hmm. not over yet. So this is all something Agatha is puppeting. And he, and he even says, like, I'm here to cause you grief. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe grief not in the way of, like, frustration, but, like, grief in the way of, like, letting her feel her feels and go through those feelings. So maybe this is all just part of Wanda or uh, Agatha helping Wanda get through this with the least amount of damage possible. And it's out of her hands now and it's out of control. And perhaps she was really just trying to do right by her buddy Wanda. Well, I think, and I think that's um, totally possible, Danny. I just want to know what exactly Evan Peters is. Like, is he uh, like a therapy doll? It's like Mm. point to the Evan Peters where you were hurt. A meat puppet. He's a full on (laughs) meat puppet. Gross. Um, here, I think yeah. I, I, have, yeah. I have problems with all these ideas, but I also love all these ideas. My, my only issue with him being Senor Scratchy the rabbit is the geography of that final scene and then the post-credit scene. Now, that post-credit scene where Monica opens up the cellar doors and looks down there and all of a sudden Pietro's right next to her, Snooper's going to snoop or whatever he said to her, like that could have been the next day after Wanda wanders into the basement or it could have been, you know, hours later, but it seemed like it was almost immediately after Wanda and um, Agatha confront each other in the basement and Monica, right. She'd just been kind of beaten up in the yard when uh, her and Wanda kind of tussled, right. She wasn't that far away. So it seemed like it happened right after. And like we saw Senor Scratchy in a cage in the living room. And then all of a sudden Quicksilver's outside next to Monica. So I don't think I, I personally, I choose not to believe the rabbit and Pietro, the same person, but I do think I, I, I like some of the theories that are out there that Agatha might be like a witch. Who's like left over from the Salem witch trials somehow. Right. Like that's kind of a little bit of her backstory mm-hmm. in the uh, comics and maybe um, Pietro, what he technically is when you kind of peel back the fake face of Evan Peters or whatever is kind of like her, her Igor, from like, you know, the 1500s or whenever the hell, right? Like her little servant or or like, you know, puppet or whatever guy that's been serving her for, you know, centuries or something like that. And is always forced to do these tricks because I think they've made a point of making Pietro is sentient, right? He keeps calling stuff out unlike all the other characters in Westview, right? Like he keeps being like, what are you going to kill your husband again? No other characters besides Monica have acknowledged the outside world inside of Westview at all. Even Vision, right, has not. So I think that's important. And I think, like, he is not a resident of Westview. I don't, he's not a multiverse Quicksilver. But I think he might have, like, traveled to Westview with Agatha. Maybe he's been her companion or servant. He may not like her. And he maybe resents her. And he might help Monica fight her to kind of like break the spell, maybe to release himself or something like that. But that that's what I'm going with, what Pietro is. As far as casting goes, I feel like the creators were just trying to be cheeky to play off this whole show and a show and a show sitcom kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I was reading an interview with the showrunner and, and she said she thought casting Aaron Taylor Johnson would be confusing. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, and this isn't confusing, <laughs> but I think they were really trying to be like cheeky and like winky to the audience, like a fun. And I think they innocently thought that perhaps it would just be like a fun little crossover that didn't mean much. Uh, and I think they were sorely mistaken, obviously. Yeah, yeah I don't think he, I, I don't think he's X-Men Quicksilver, but I do like, I piggybacking off of what you said, Zach, about like him being sentient and him kind of knowing what's going on. That kind of like, Makes me even more think he's Mephesto because there was one scene like when he was introduced, when he was talking to the kids and like Vision tried to get their attention, but they were fully locked in on or on Pietro. And I mean, on fake Pietro. And I mean, like if they're going to do the route where like they're fragments of Mephesto's soul, of course, like those kids are going to be more focused on him like because they're part of like they feel more connected to him rather than Vision. Like, you know, if you want to break it down, like, oh, like, that, that Mephesto could be, like, their real father in a way, essentially. So I feel mm. like that's why they were able to, like, that's why he had their attention. And I feel like that's why it's leaning more towards him being Mephesto. And again, I could be reaching because I just, like, I, like I said, I'm just manifesting any type of theory <laughs> I have because at this point, it, yeah. he has to be it. But man, I, I, I do agree with him being sentient. And I also agree, like, how you said, Daniel, like, I think that it's it's not Fox Fox's quick X Men's Quicksilver. I, I I don't think that at all anymore. Yeah, I I think um and it's interesting, right? Because like Feige has been very very good uh throughout all these films at like knowing what his fans' expectations are, and you have to imagine that while Jack Schaefer, while my, Matt Shackman, while the Wandavision team may be able to underestimate the way fans would react to something. Kevin Feige would know exactly what that would mean to fans to see the Fox Quicksilver show up in the MCU. Uh, like, I get it. I get why everyone, and people are coming at me hard on Twitter. They're like, you gave up on our Fox Quicksilver. I'm like, look, <laughs> only because the show doesn't seem to be interested in that explanation. Like, as Doreen was saying, they're giving us more like witchcraft and satanic stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm still in the Mephisto train, but only because all the evidence is pointing in that direction. Like, if they had given us any other multiversal uh, wink, uh, anything, any kind of reference to what he had done. If they had played Sweet Dreams Eurythmics uh, by the Eurythmics, you know, if uh, if they had talked about Apocalypse or, or just something, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. Um, but as of now, it's hard to see. But do you guys think that there could be something, even if it's like, you know, they know Wanda's a Nexus being, uh, could there be something there with Agatha being able to peer into the multiverse and that was part of her meta ploy? Like, I'm... I'm screwing with you, Wanda. I'm taking this guy, and that's the mask I'm making for him. I mean, p potentially, because in my mind, like speaking of like just the 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 fourth wall, the fourth wall break, or like the the multiverse dimensions. Because when you look on the outside of the the whole hex, it's red, it's big, and all of that. But as like Monica was breaching through, all blue, and all she could see inside was blue and purple, which makes me think mm -hmm. is like that's Agatha actually like controlling everything and manifesting everything Ooh. and it's just she's using scarlet she's sourcing scarlet witch's powers or she's like being able to i don't know how she's able to do it but she's taking how wanda feels and then distributing it out to everybody which makes everybody think it's wanda's wanda's the one controlling everybody or making everybody feel like how they feel but it's mm -hmm. actually just agatha using her as a conduit to just make sure everybody mm -hmm. feels the same way and then they're blaming it all on wanda but that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking like she like and then we also look at it when Monica was like passing through and she had all of her like different timeline, like all of her four different like layered, like how she's been like evolving out, out throughout her life, like 
all those like kind of merge into one and that's kind of like her powers or she's able to draw from different multi or draw from different universes to like kind of that's how she's able to use her power so i feel like that was her kind of absorbing all the different all her different timelines alternate realities into one like one being and that's why like her eyes were going because she's like all right fully charged now let me break through this wall that's <laughs> like that's stopping me and that's how like you know like the, that's how it was like how she was birthed i don't know again feel like i'm reaching but that's that's just my theory I mean, we all got to reach until we have something That's to cling why we're to. Here. We got to reach like Mr. Something. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think uh, some great conversation there. I feel like I'm a little bit closer to understanding what Pietro could be. Uh, but the point is going to go to Dorian here because not just because, you know, my bias is Mephisto. I, I want Mephisto <laughs> to be in this too. But like you actually get with a really good theory there for why Mephisto is in here. The fact that he was able to hold on to the souls of the damned during the blip. I love that idea. I've never thought of that before, but that's so cool that Mephisto was the one holding on to them yeah. before they redusted back into reality. That's so cool. But I do like agree with Zach. I think there was a more I hope we get to see Baron Mordo because it's like, you know, you he's been yeah. gone for a minute now. Like, and what was he doing in those five years? I don't think he got snapped. Maybe he was making deals with oh, yeah. other demons and stuff like that. So I would love to see him pop up because, you know, I think he's a yeah. great actor. We need more We need more villains like that. All right, so uh, before we move on, uh, I promised it and I'm delivering it. We got to talk about Blue Chew. Thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. So our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at the fraction of the cost. So Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're you're approved you receive your prescription within days their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength so new rockstar's own philip molina tried blue chew and he said he really enjoyed the experience he said the uh blood went to all the right places and he loves to bring that up in meetings in ways that are probably not safe for work uh and still extremely awkward um, but it's what he experienced and we're proud of his success. <laughs> we'll just say that he endorses Blue Chew's products hard, pun intended. Uh, so if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Here's what you do. You try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code ROGUE at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code ROGUE to receive the first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. All right, it's time for Rogue Questions. So uh, Tom Holland, who just released some photos for Spider-Man 3, we're excited to look at those. Uh, he said in an interview this week that WandaVision is his favorite Marvel thing he has ever seen. I might have to agree until the finale episode in which I might vehemently disagree. We'll see. But um, I want to know from you guys which one of uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man co-stars should be the most offended. Oh. Yeah, because he just oh, dissed everything he's oh. been in. Right? This dude was in Endgame. And oh, he's like, favorite? WandaVision's the best Marvel thing I've ever seen. You were in Endgame, dude. You were in Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, come well, on. Maybe he doesn't like to watch himself. So maybe he hasn't seen those. I'd probably be Robert Downey Jr. I'd be like, yes. bro, I was in a movie with you. Like, Pola, like I was your mentor. Like I, I basically yeah. birthed you. Like I'm your I'm your Uncle Ben in this universe, and you're just gonna throw me to the side. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably be Robert Downey Jr. for me. Agreed. Or Zendaya. I don't know. Probably agree. Probably oh, yeah, yeah, Zendaya, yeah. I was gonna go with for sure Zendaya. I was 100 percent gonna go with Zendaya because she is 
A, a great actress, B, a stunner, and C, like, gotta be a gem to work with. Like, she seems like the nicest person on the universe. Yeah. You know what? Just because I try to say her name every time I can on, on anything, Marissa Tomei, my girl, my, my goddess, uh, Marissa Tomei, been with her since okay. my cousin Vinny, and damn it, put some respect on her name, Tom Holland. I know. And we just, yeah. and Tom Holland stopped just doing press for until the movie comes out. Like, bro, like anytime he does press for Cherry or something like that, they just, anybody, everybody's going to ask him Marvel stuff. I, if I was him, I'd just be like, no more press for me. I got a, I got too big of a mouth. Well, let's just, let me, let me stop. Yeah. And then there's like a ton of freaking scoops that we have to debunk whenever he says something. And it's like, no, just wait till a trailer comes out and then you can react to the trailer. Tom Holland, please stop doing interviews until the trailer comes out, please. All right, the point there is going to Zach. I believe Marissa Tomei, attention must be paid. Yes. To Tomei. Okay, and another question here. The Marvel Must Haves merch line released a three-piece Wanda Vision wedding ring set this week. Considering the state of both characters as of episode seven, is it weirder to wear Vision or Wanda's wedding ring? And is there a worse couple to use the wedding rings of? <laughs> this doomed couple, you can have w- your rings inspired by this android. <laughs> I don't and know if I want that in my life. Out. You know, like d- depending on the season finale, but just in general, like there, if you look back at their relationship as a whole, they've had some, they've had a rocky start, a rocky middle and now like yeah. it's it's been rough like i don't know she murdered him i'm gonna use that as a model for like a perfect relationship i don't think i would want my wedding rings to be based off of uh rob and talisa stark yeah they'd be pretty bad oh <laughs> uh, i just feel like it's kind of setting up the, the day wed- red wedding. <laughs> yeah. this is a not a good day not a fun day yeah yeah that's a rough. great answer uh yeah because technically wanda and vision have never been officially married right they didn't ha- there wasn't an engagement. They didn't have a ceremony or anything like that. Well, right? within in the, the comic, in the, yeah, well, in the yeah. comics, they were married. They had a double wedding in the comics, I think. But not in the MCU, unless you consider the hex canon. But I don't think the hex is canon. Well, it's weird. It's a weird version of canon. She threw him through the ground in Civil War. Like people don't forget <laughs> that. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like he's been abused. Like he has he's tra- he has trauma, bro. Like if I had to, like I, I'm rooting for a boy Vision though. Like he he just he seems like he'd be a good like you know. He wouldn't cheat on you or anything. Like he, he, he will keep be a good house yeah. husband, like keeping the kids at home while Wanda's out doing all her sorcery and witchery. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, if he makes it through, they really pursue couples therapy because I think at this point they could really, really benefit from that. Maybe that's the big finale. Maybe it's a wedding scene uh, being officiated <laughs> by Patrick Stewart as Professor X, right? Like. Oh, <laughs> what a weird wedding! Why is he there? <laughs> I don't know. But and Magneto gave her away. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love it. Um, the point's gonna go to Danielle there. I think the Robin Talisa Stark uh, wedding theme would be pretty stupid and awful. Uh, so you get the point. That's so funny. Uh, okay, but based off my tally, I believe. Dorian is our winner. Dorian yeah. Brooks, congratulations, sir. Don't win anything in life, so this is this is needed. It was Dorian all along. Oh, yeah, right. there it, it is. Along. Um, well, congratulations to all of you. Uh, a bunch of great theories and thoughts. I love this episode. I can't wait to see episode eight tonight. Uh, let's see how right we were in these final two episodes. Um, so uh, be sure to follow all of our guests, Dorian Parks, Danielle Spiso, and Zach Huddleston on all all their social media support all their many projects everything else they're working on uh, all three are great um support our channel by checking out one of our many great merch options at new you can follow me at ea voss and follow new 
rock stars subscribe here on youtube and then one more reminder to download the stereo app you just go to stereo.com new rock stars so you can listen to our three new weekly live shows download this app for free on apple and android create an avatar and profile and uh we'll be live on stereo 8 a.m tomorrow morning jessica and i do talk about episode 8 of wandavision you're going to want to be there to hear our thoughts and get your questions submitted so it'll be on the sunday pop out q a show thank you everybody we'll see you next time enjoy wandavision night Yay. bye <laughs>